You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back. I am so thrilled to bring you our third and final guest from today. Now, this is Jacqueline Richards, a longtime friend of mine. She is a transformational relationship coach, and she's all about connections and community. So what a perfect fit for the Up Your Brave show. Uh, we're going to be diving deep into the topic of connection with self. Welcome, Jacqueline. Hey, Ned. It's great to be here. Now, the sad thing is our audience can't see you because you're all, you know, when, when I record everybody, I do record on video so I can see my amazing guest. We have incredible connection as we record. But of course, you're only listening. Jacqueline is looking so lovely in her red, lady in red outfit today. <laughs> so Jacqueline, um, first of all, I think the story about how we met is so funny. So in a minute, I'm going to read a bio about Jacqueline. Uh, but the, the way that we met, I remember we were we were both in the business world. We're both coaches. We both love empowering people. And I remember saying to her, hey, by the way, how did you, like, how did you find me? How did we connect? And I don't know if you remember, but it, it turns out you, she joined my local moms group, this Facebook group that I've been running for 10 years for free called Metabank Moms. And she ended up joining it. I'm like, girl, how did you even get in? You're not even like, you don't even live in my area. She lives in like Gray Lynn. Um, I must have somehow like clicked the button and let her in. And it was, it was, uh, it was fate because here we are today, four years yeah. later, <laughs> firm friends. Well, it, 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 it all lines up, right? Sometimes we don't know why it's happening, but that's why it was happening. I love it. Yeah. It's a great story. It is. I love the way that people's paths crossed. Well, today we're going to talk about connection with self. For those of you that don't know Jacqueline, Jacqueline Richards, her purpose on this sweet planet called earth is to empower people to create and live the relationships they would love to be living, the relationships they have with everyone and everything around them. Because in our lives as humans, our relationships are everything. Uh, known as, also known as the wolf pack leader and freedom finder for parents, Jacqueline is a mother of two, transformational relationship and parenting coach, speaker, facilitator, and author who is deeply passionate about bringing greater awareness to the way we raise our children. She leads people all over the world into an evolution of mutually empowered and sovereign relationships through the way of the wolf pack, inviting them to create all of their relationships with magic. Ooh, well, that all sounds amazing. So Jacqueline, tell me more. How did you become the wolf pack lady? Well, it's actually, that's a really good question to start with because when I dived into and finally realized that what I'm here to do is to empower people with relationships. And it was because I was so disempowered with relationships, right? I, I, I didn't have the, the depth of connection that I really wanted in my own life, right? With the people that I loved, my friendships, my, my partner, my children, and the reason why I became the Wolfpack leader is because I used to be a lone wolf. That was the way that I ro roamed, let's say that, that was the way I roamed in life. And it was the furthest away from what I actually wanted. It was the furthest away from, you know, having a, a solid, uh, deep connection with a circle of friends, with a community, um, the depth of connection that I actually wanted in my inner circle, right? My, my family. So I, I, I dived into transformational work so that I didn't have to be the lone wolf anymore. And um, I, I gathered a group of people together, which I called the wolf pack, and then I became the person that was leading it. So that's how I became the wolf pack leader. Um, and it happened organically, right? I didn't just wake up and say, right, I'm going to become the wolf pack leader. It just, it just evolved through the progression of wanting to empower myself in the way that I related in the world. You think at that time you didn't actually consciously know, you know, I, I'm not, I'm sick of being a lone wolf. I want to, I want, I date, I crave deeper connection. Do you think you actually knew that or not so much at the time? No, not so much at the time. I, I, I was completely unaware of everything <laughs> at that time. And the reason why is exactly what we're going to be talking about today is because I, I wasn't connected to myself. So I didn't know where I was or what was going on for me. And I also didn't know where I wanted to be either, where I wanted to go. So both of those things, because I just, I was, yeah, I wasn't connected to myself. 
what does it look like when someone is not connected to themselves? What do you mean by that? And how can we tell? Yeah, well, we're so conditioned in our lives. We're, we're taught, right, to, to be a certain way. And the way that I put it, we're taught to be externally referenced, right, which means we're looking outside and we're always outside of ourselves. And we're always looking outside of ourselves for everything that we need, right, for the answers, for validation, to be seen, to be heard, you know, all of this stuff, which is out here. And, um, and for for the for what I you know what you're asking, how do we know, right? How do we know that we're disconnected from ourselves because we're always searching or we're always seeking, right? We're we're never sort of content, we're never comfortable, we're never here in the present moment because we're so busy. And you know, when I think back to my former self, and it really is like a, a previous life. I was frantic, right? There was this frantic energy about me. And and I was, I, I, because I was always outside of myself, I was always busy, always moving, always, um, you know, I want to say I'm, I was never still, but because I was always moving. So that's a definite giveaway <laughs> for for someone that isn't connected here, right? Right, right in, in the body, inside themselves. Um, yeah, did giveaway. And does that present often in terms of, well, either for you or from people you've worked with, um, you know, depression or, or, um, you know, numbing behaviors or, I mean, you know, what does it look like in terms of not so much symptoms, but something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, absolutely spot on. Right. I, either they're just an an oh, anxious, right. Anxiety. I, I was speaking to my little boy, my little boy who's now about to be 11, um, my, my, my younger guy, and he said to me that one of his close friends at school is suffering from anxiety. She's nine. Yeah. Right? She's nine. And it's this anxiousness. And when I got my hair cut um, just a couple of days ago, uh, the, my hairdresser was telling me that she's too anxious to go out. Right. You know, and, and, and this is this is what's happening out there in the world. So, yes, anxiety, if we're projecting ourselves into the future mm -hmm. and, and future orientated or if we're past orientated, then it's depression. Yeah, because we're 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 dwelling in the past. We're stuck in the past. We're always constantly reliving the past. And if we're at either end of the of that spectrum, we're not here. <laughs> right. We're not in the present moment. And when I talk to people about connection with self, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's funny, before we clicked record, I asked you what I ask a lot of people, do you know your human design type? Because most of my audience knows I love human design. Um, I started coaching people in it and it's so fascinating. And the way that it can shift relationships and self-understanding is incredible. But I asked you what you were, you said you were a manifesting generator. I said, no surprise. But did you know the manifesting generators are actually the queens of reinvention? So reinventing yourself. And also their superpower is being present and living in the moment and being spontaneous like a child. Mm. And that okay. sounds like the current version <laughs> of you, but maybe not the old version of you yeah. where you were out of alignment. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So this new version of you, are do you, how does that show up for you now? Like, do you feel like you're so much more happy or you're so much more genuinely showing up as who you actually are? Yeah, I mean alignment is one word that 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 you shared. I'm 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 in life, right? I'm I'm present. I'm no I'm no longer reacting to the past and the future, right? Reacting to to stuff that's coming up from the past or freaking out about the future. I'm responding to what's mm. here, right? I'm responding to what's here in the present moment. And the word for me that is that is grace. Right, it's being able to to receive life gracefully, right? And be be in life gracefully. And what came while you were, you know, brewing that question was, you know, I thought I was pretty grounded, you know, just sort of the, over the last sort of six months while this new program, the content of this new program was brewing. Um, I thought I, I, I was deluding myself. I was sort of telling myself that I was pretty grounded and pretty centered and pretty present. And what I realized was that, was that I wasn't, you know, I was everywhere else, right? My thoughts were everywhere. 
And I, I started committing to a practice of just noticing where I was, right, when I'm in connection with, with somebody else. So, you know, I could, it can happen when I'm alone as well, but it's really powerful to do it when you're in connection with someone else. And it was especially my children. And I would just notice when I, when I was there and I was committing to this practice and being intentional about it, and I would, I would just see myself drift off and I'd be like, oh, I'm gone. Okay, pull myself back. Oh, I'm gone again. I pull myself back and it just became this practice and, and it just really highlighted to me, you know, someone who's done a lot of transformational work, a lot of development work, how unpresent I was and, and how this practice of just bringing myself back, boof, you know, it was so good. And, and I remember this, this little story that's just coming to me now. I remember my, my little guy who I mentioned earlier, we were just walking down the road and he was saying, you know, he, he likes to talk a lot and he'd be going blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, what do you think, mum? And I was like, dude, I just, I was not here. I, I, I didn't hear anything you just said. And he just, and, you know, can you tell, can you say that again? And he just go, and he, he looks at me and he laughs and he goes, oh, mum, I wasn't really listening either. So, <laughs> so he, he, he wasn't actually really there either. So both of them, you know, we just laugh. We had a huge laugh at that. But it just shows or it just illuminated to me how unpresent I was. Well, that I love that honesty in the moment with your boy. Like, actually, dude, I was so not even listening. I'm so sorry. Um, I love the honesty there, but the honesty with yourself, like, because a lot of us, you know, we've done a lot of this personal discovery, personal development, etc. Work at it, but it it does it does take. You know, we need to nudge ourselves back in in alignment now and then. And the visual that I had was almost like you know a balloon, a helium balloon, and it starts floating away, and you're like, oh gosh, and you have to grab the string and bring it back in. It's like, oh, there I go. Oh, hang on a second. But having the ability to as you say, notice, and then to, you know, pull, pull the balloon back in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a really beautiful um, way of describing it because that is exactly what I was doing. Right. And just as you were talking, it's like, I, I know so many people who say, oh, I've done so much work and I've done all my work. And, you know, it's a, it's a constant lifetime journey right, of doing, of pulling back in the balloon, Yeah, right? You can't see me, but I'm pulling back in the balloon. And, um, and it never stops because the world just pulls us out continuously. And it's increasing every day, right, with the distractions that are outside of ourselves, with the, the things that are, are, are vying for our attention and our focus, right, which is our most precious resource. And, um, and, you know, to, to, to be very committed to pulling ourselves back and reconnecting with ourselves, right? That uh, for me, it's just become everything because so you mentioned about people being distracted. Yeah. So, and I, I'm thinking like, you know, social media and everything. Why are we so distractible? Why are we so disconnected and distracted? Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> My answer to that is because it's so foreign being inside, right? Being here, being in the quiet, being in the stillness, right? Being in the moment. And when I think about that, it's like, well, why is that, right? Well, why, why are we so unfamiliar with that? Because we've been so conditioned to look outside of ourselves for everything, but also because we're addicted to drama, right? And to chaos and, oh my God, this is too quiet. You know, there's not enough going on here. And, um, and I find that fascinating, right? I find it really interesting. And I know that for me, it, it's definitely been a thing. Um, because I, I would test myself and sort of prove to myself if I was, you know, sorting out all this drama. It, it made me feel valuable and, and worthy and needed and good enough and, you know, all of these other things that, that sit underneath what drives us. Uh, but when, when people ask me, you know, what is it that distracts us? What, what, what takes us out of connection with ourselves? right? Our addiction to thinking, right? thinking and this is what 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 keeps us stuck in the past and and keeps us projecting in the future right 
you're right? just the the constant stream of thoughts, the never ending stream of thoughts. And the second thing, so our addiction to thinking is one. And when I realized how addicted to thinking I was and how destructive it is, because it just completely takes me out of myself, you know, because I'm 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 literally indulging these thought processes. And some of them, you know, like one of the things that I, I talk about thinking, catastrophizing, right? And I know people that do this. Oh my God, but what, but that could happen. And if that, that happened, then this could happen. And that, it hasn't even happened yet, right? And they're already going down all these paths of thought and all the energy that that consumes is immense. And not to mention creating your own destiny. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's what keeps us so stuck, you know, that that we don't even get to that point of, of visioning a different way because we're so, we're, we're, we're so stuck in either the past or the future. Because when we're visioning what we would love to create, you know, creating your own destiny, we've got to be here in the moment (laughs) to receive, right? To receive that, 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 that wisdom or that guidance or those visions or, um, but thinking is one thing. The, the other thing that, that really um, has been landing for me is the attachment to the way we feel, right? The attachment to the way we feel. Because if we are, you know, we become so consumed with our feelings, you know, what, with, what, with, what's, with what's happening inside ourselves um, and identifying with it. Right, identifying with our thoughts, identifying with our feelings, identifying with the way that we're thinking, what we make stuff mean, and the way that we feel that 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 you know that, that it's real. That's the, that's the what I'm getting at. That it's actually real, right? The, the way we think and the way we feel is real. I want to come back to the identifying with your feelings. I want to break that down because for some people, they won't know what that means. I'll tell you what I think it means and you can correct. (laughs) So it's like, I am sad. It's like owning that. Like, I am sad. I'm a sad person or I am angry. Is that what you mean? Well, it's identifying with the thoughts and the feelings that are happening in the moment and making them real. Right. And I, and I, sh- I always share this beautiful little story of uh, a couple of friends of mine that I had when I was a little girl. And I remember coming up behind them and I was like, you know, I could see them in the schoolyard and I came up behind them. And I, I before they saw me, they I heard them talking and they were saying these awful things about me. It was devastating. And um, and I froze and I, I, I you know, and I and I and I. I, 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 this physical reaction started happening in my body. I felt sick. There was a lump in my throat. I, you know, I was starting to, and, and I turned and I ran, right? I, I got out. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not hanging around for this. So I ended up in the sick bay and, you know, the nurse said to me, oh my God, you're green. You know, I'll ring your mum. And I had, th- I had three days off school. Hmm. And by the time I went back to school, I saw, you know, I was really hesitant. I was really nervous, right? Anxious about going up and seeing my, my, these are my best friends. And, um, and I didn't, well, they came up to me anyway. They came bounding up. Oh my God, how are you? Oh my God, it's great to see you. Oh my God, are you feeling better? And all this. And I'm like, what do you mean? You were saying all those things and this is how it made me feel and blah, blah, blah. And I went, you know, off on one and they were like, what are you talking about? We were talking about Sarah. And I was like, what? Sarah was the class bully, right? Mm -hmm. She She was the class bully. And essentially what had happened was I'd got the wrong end of the stick completely. Right? What I thought was happening in that moment wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And I didn't have enough awareness to, to, to notice what was happening in my body and to, and to stand, you know, because it was all coming up. Oh my God, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. They don't like me. You know, I don't belong here. And I just left. Right. And I, I didn't have the awareness to know that all of those beliefs that were coming up were being expressed by what I was thinking. Yeah, the thoughts that were going through my head and what I was feeling in my body. Mm. Yeah, and I chose to identify with those, right? The thoughts that I was, oh my God, they don't like me anymore. Or, you know, and my, I didn't have any of this awareness when I was seven. You know, I look back now and go, oh, that's what was happening. 
Um, but that's what I that's what I mean by identifying with them, right? I was making them real, and they weren't real. They weren't real, yeah. Because if I'd had all this awareness, I would have gone up and said, hang on a minute, who are you talking about? What's mm-hmm. going on here? And they would have said, oh, my God, we're talking about Sarah. Or, you know, <laughs> However it would have played out. Instead, I made it all about me, right, because the way that I was feeling it was erupting in my body and I made it real. Yeah, I chose to identify with, with that. And, and this is what we do. Right, this is what we do without without awareness, without um, you know the consciousness that that's now available for us. Yeah, to start seeing that because if anybody had told me, and my first coach did try and tell me this, that my thoughts and feelings weren't real, I went, "What do you mean? How can you say that?" You know. However, we've got to feel our feelings first. Mm-hmm. Right. And and when I said before, you know, in my previous lifetime, I was very disconnected. I wasn't even feeling my feelings, let alone being able to apply this level of consciousness that says, yeah, but your feelings are only a, a reflection of your past beliefs, right, and experiences. I wouldn't have been able to apply that. Because a lot of people will say, yeah, but my feelings feel very real. How can you say they're not real? And I get it because they are they are very real. You're feeling them for sure, unless you are numbing yourself. And that was something that you brought up, which is definitely what I used to do. Um, it's just that they're not an accurate representation of what's actually happening. Yeah, it's like we just grab from the past and dump it into the present moment and go, that's what's happening. Yeah, and a lot of the time, it is not what is happening at all. I think yeah. that will that observation yeah, that'll be quite pivotal for pivotal for some people listening now. Feeling your feelings, but understand that they are a reflection of your past experiences. Yeah, yeah, that's it. so they are real in the sense that people do feel them. And I know that one of the things you help people with, in fact, I actually hired you to help me when I had so much anger in my body. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm, ang- I'm, I was angry. I was super angry, but it's like, I have so much anger in my body. And I actually hired you to teach me some strategies because I'm like, anger is not a familiar emotion for me. And I didn't want to push it down. And I know that's bad for health. Um, so teaching me some strategies. And I think we did six for release, like processing and releasing the anger out of my body. So, I mean, not everyone's going to go to that extent. What can you share with us today that can help some of my listeners who are like either feeling maybe two extremes, anger Mm. and frustration, which a lot of us have obviously from all the things in the past few years, or even, you know, super, super, you know, sad or unworthy, like any sort of guidance that we can listen today and take on board would be so amazing. Mm, Yeah. I mean, and it's so huge, you know, so many of us are are so disempowered around emotion because when, as we were growing up, it was, it was bad, right. To, To not only feel emotion, let alone express it, right. It it was bad. It was, it was made bad and it was made wrong. It was judged essentially. So, um, so we judge it and then we don't allow ourselves to feel it, right? That's bad. I'm going to push it down or I'm going to numb myself out completely. And, um, and the other thing, because even as you were talking, cause yeah, I remember those sessions, of course, you know, it's a big part of what I do because we want the consciousness, but we also want the body to be on board as well. It's, it's both, right? We, we can't have one without the other. And if we do, we've only got part of the picture because the body holds so much, right? And the evolution of the way that I navigate emotion, and I've just written an ebook about empowered emotion. So that's coming out really soon. Yeah, which is which is really it's a very, very powerful um seven steps, right? There's seven steps to empowered emotion. But one of them is, and it, and it, 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 it talks about where it comes from, our disempowerment. And it also talks about the way that we judge it because I was back then, you know, when I was working with you, it was like, wow, we got to release the emotion. We've got to get it all out, you know? And I'm like, no, we, it, it, but even that's got a bit of judgment around it, right? Oh, it's bad. We've got to get it out, right? All we need to do is stop judging the emotion, right? We've got to stop judging it. Um, emotion is on a spectrum, 
right? We have lower vibration emotions, which anger, rage, you know, which you've spoken a little bit about. And then we have higher vibration emotion, right? Love, acceptance, joy. And we want to be able to accept all of it, all of it. They're just, it's like a colorful rainbow, right? A spectrum of emotion. And when we can see it like that, we don't need to release it and get rid of it. And, you know, cause it's bad. We simply need to move it through. Mm. Right? And what that means is just to get out of the way to, to move it through. So when I talk about emotion, it's like redefining it as energy. It's energy. Whoa, I've got some big energy in my body, right? <laughs> and then how do I move it through? And it, it doesn't have to be rocket science, right? If I'm on the phone to my mother and I got she says something and, you know, because our mothers do that, and 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 if I just, you know, okay, and what am I going to do here? Am I going to like yell at her? Am I going to like get really triggered or am I going to hang up the phone? Or just, just one minute, mum, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to do 10 star jumps, right. right? Just moving the energy, like giving it movement. Right? That's what emotion is. Emotion, energy in motion, give it motion. Because what we're so, what we're taught to do, what we're conditioned to do is to squash it all down, as you say, and put a lid on it, right? Yeah. So giving it motion and, it, you know, I mean, it can be thumping pillows and, you know, doing some of the stuff that, that you and I did, but doing star jump, just, just giving it permission to move through the body is a really, really powerful piece. And then we can learn about the consciousness, which is what we were talking about earlier, that our thoughts and feelings aren't real. They're just a representation of our past beliefs and experiences then we can learn how to apply these new levels of consciousness so that we stop so that we stop creating these big triggered reactions in the first place right and i used to i think i permanently well i think i was in a permanent state of trigger yeah you know i'm, I'm sort of talking seven eight nine well maybe eight nine years ago and I still ask my boys, you remember when I was the shouty mum, when I used to yell and scream and totally lose it, you know, and mm. they're like, yeah, mum, we, we remember. And I just, I just, I, I'm not in that place anymore. Like I, I've, I have very little movement, you know, because I, I can apply, I mean, I've definitely allowed a lot of emotion to move through my body um, because we have a lot of trapped stuff in there. And, um, and, and, and had helped to do that as well. But I've learned to get very current in my body. And, you know, just like a toddler, when they have a big emotion, emotion in, emotion out, they let it out, right? They just let it out. And we're the ones that squash it down and put a lid on it and, you know, hope that a big volcano doesn't happen when, you know, someone spills some milk. I love the star jumps. I think that's so doable for most people. You know, most people can do that. I remember when we did our session, yeah, there was the pillows, but there was also the polar bear shake. Can you talk about that? Yes, the shaking. I mean, I mean, it's huge. It's huge. I, and, and first, before I go into the shaking, because it's so good, the first thing we've got to know is that we're actually triggered, right? That we're actually mm -hmm. upset. And one of the things that I talk about in, in the ebook is noticing, right? Yeah. Just being able to notice, whoa, I'm getting really angry right now. Ooh, you know, and this is this is being able to 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 no longer be our feelings, right? Which is that identification with mm -hmm. the thoughts and the feelings, but to actually step back and almost watch yourself. It's like, whoa, she's going off on one, and and to be able to notice it, right? Because then you've got a chance. You've got a chance to do something before it all explodes, before you squash it down, you know. But the shaking is. <sighs> It's like when I realized that we're mammals, right? That this is what we are. And every other mammal on the planet, when they get triggered or when they have a traumatic event or something happens, they shake to, to allow that energy to move through, which is exactly what we're talking about, right? So a shaking practice is, is not rocket science, right, Nat? I mean, you stand with your, your, your feet hip width apart and you have a gentle vibration in your knees. And honestly, that's enough. I mean, you can get more vigorous, right? Yeah, and I like really, the full body shape. Yeah, really, really go to town and, you know, like, like have your arms in the air and, and you, can, you, can, you can do that. 
Um, and, and however your body is feeling about that. But, but that's what it's doing. And I, I remember, you know, you, I sent you the polar bear video because the polar bear essentially gets tranquilized. And as he's coming out of the, the, that anesthetic, which is what it is, the, that tranquilization, if that's a word, it is now, um, he shakes, mm. right? He starts to convulse. And that's him moving that trauma of being hunted down and tranquilized. And it's a really powerful video, but I also remember um, my cat when he was going, you know, when he was first sort of getting out on out, out in the in the in the town, so to speak, and b becoming the biggest ginger Tom. <laughs> but he wasn't always that way, and he and he got into a few fights. And I remember him one night coming back, and he was literally shaking, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our kitchen. And I and I just watched him do that. And we don't do that in our lives as humans. And we need to start doing that because otherwise we are literally holding on to all of that emotion, all of that, you know, big, big energy. And it's, it's got nowhere to go. And what it's doing is creating dis-ease in the body. And I think that's something, you know, that the shakedown, I'm going to call it the polar bear shake is something that we can teach our kids. Absolutely. You know, because you're right. You said that we grew up and it was like, you're not supposed to really express your emotions. So just bottle them down. Well, I think for this generation, I would love it. And I'm, you know, I'd love to empower my kids and be like, you know, if you're upset, that's great. Be upset. Don't feel like, oh, I really shouldn't be upset because other people have it worse. Be upset, but don't sit in that upset for ages. But also what can you do about it? You know? And so I love it. It's like, if they're really fired up and angry, it's like, okay, it's polar bear time, kids. You know, like you can literally make it kind of funny, but physically, if they do that shimmy, shimmy shake thing, like it actually does release the energy and dissipate the anger. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really does. One really of the things does. I talk about, you know, with the human design, I say like when, if you're angry and that's usually manifesting generators and generators, I usually say, thank you universe for showing me that I'm out of alignment. So you said about noticing, it's the same approach, different languaging. I go like, thank you universe for showing me I'm out of alignment because I'm super fired up right now. Okay. Like how can I bring myself back in? And, and the, the polar bear is of course, one of many things you can do when you are feeling, you know, out of alignment. So either bitter or resentful or angry or frustrated um, and noticing it. And I think that that point you make about noticing and observing is so important. And then it's like, oh, okay, here I go again. Okay. And now what can I do about it to process yeah. and release? Yeah. It's an opportunity, you know, and, and, and it's, it's changing the lens that we're looking at things through, right? Which is so much of transformational work. When we, when we see it as a disaster and that it's bad and that it's wrong that we're getting upset, it's like, it's a marker, right? It's, it's a marker. It's a red flag. <laughs> Whoa, there's a red flag. There's something going on here that I need to look at. Right, whether it's a boundaries issue, mm. right? whether I'm tolerating something that is not okay for me, making it all about other people rather than connecting with myself, right? I mean, and this is why connection with self is so important because if we're not connected with ourselves, then we don't know what's okay and what's not okay for us, right? And then we're, and then we're tolerating a lot of stuff in our lives and getting triggered about it, right? Um, and we're also heavily conditioned into a blame culture, right? Where it's everybody else's fault. And you mean, you mean humanity or Kiwis? Well, humanity. I mean, you know, the, 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 the fact that when, when I said that we're looking outside of ourselves, you know, often it's if something's going wrong, who do I blame, right? I mean, you go, go and have a little listen to anything Brene Brown's putting out. You know, she's talked about blame so beautifully. And, um, and, I, and I know this, right? I've, I've experienced it myself. But, you know, the way that we react is our responsibility, right? We are the ones that are creating everything in our reality. And when we come back to ourselves and can have this deeper connection with ourselves, we can see that, right? And then only then do we have a chance to change it. Because if we're always in this, in this blame, um, co you know, consciousness or, or mentality of blame, then we never get to that point. I love that. I think, and that again is a skill is rather than going, Absolutely. oh, so-and-so, why did this happen? Oh, so-and-so did it, or so-and-so. Yeah. The skill of self-ownership, I guess. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and it's huge. And it's a practice, right? It's a practice. I'll still see myself, you know, going and, oh, you know, pointing the finger out this way and then bringing it back home. Yeah, because there's, there, there's it's, it's what I'm doing in this situation that's creating it. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Let's talk a little bit about um, relationships. Um, I know we were talking about connection with self, but in terms of relationships, why are so many people not living the relationship that they wish they were? Well, I mean, because they're not connected to themselves, right? Which is which is what we've been talking about. And I mean, I'm about to launch another program called Connection with Others. The first step before anyone can do that, and this is this this is what happens. We want to change our relationship with our, or we want we want the relationship with our kids to change. Well, you know, but it, it's about my kids. You know, it's just someone come and fix my kids, or you know, my partner has to change. Right? It, it's got to come back here first, and um, so learning that we are externally referenced right learning that we 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 so often don't know ourselves what's okay and what's not not okay okay for us um it, it it's those pieces that reflect right our relationships outside of ourselves so the inner reflects the outer yeah and when i say that it's like if something's not working outside of our outside of us right if a relationship a friendship our parent you know our parent child relationship if it's not working the way we want it to if it's not the way we wish it was then we've got to bring it back home yeah because otherwise we're just expecting the external environment to change and for most of us, that's our go-to, right? We're just trying to change all of our relationships outside of ourselves, not knowing that when we change in here and in, inside of ourselves, it naturally and organically changes what's, what's happening outside of ourselves because it's a reflection. Yeah. So that's why. That's why. So it coming comes back to, to you, to yourself, self-connection. Yeah. And a lot of that comes back to being present is that like being in the moment and not in the past and not overthinking and you talked about thinking you talked about thinking about and i you know what did happen and dwelling on the past and then also people thinking about what's coming up and i do i you know i know someone very significant in my life who does who does that you know constantly i'm going to do this and then i got to do that and then i got to do the next thing and they're all they're always on their agenda like meaning their schedule for what's next and what they have to do abc and it's like but just just be where you are. Why are you texting me about what you have to do? Why don't you just enjoy what you're doing now? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm not the queen of being present at all. I mean, that was always one of my big goals as an entrepreneur, you know, for the past 11 years. I used to always say, I just want to be able to be present with my kids, meaning not be worrying about, I need to send an email. Oh, and I just need to send this text and I just need to post on Facebook. I wanted to be present with my kids. That was like a huge and I don't just mean be available to them because I don't work nine to five and I, I haven't for, you know, for as long as I remember, mm. but I mean, being actually present, not just available, yeah. not just available to drive them somewhere, but like actually present. And that is an ongoing journey. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, as I said, there's so much that's trying to pull us out, but you're right because it's not, it doesn't matter if we're here or not, if, if we're here, but not here you know, off in our to-do lists and off worrying about something else that we may as well not even be there, right? Because, because we're not here, we're not present. And, and it, it's, it's, it's huge for us, right? And, and especially in our lives as parents. And um, to, to be able to, to, I can't remember exactly what you said before you started talking. What was the, the, the crux of what you asked? <laughs> I Who knows? I've been present. It. Being, being present. Pres oh yeah, be being present with your kids. Yeah, it's like you know, always worrying about the past and always worrying about ah oh, okay, always worrying about the past. And all no, always projecting yourself into the future. Because mm. what you were talking about so beautifully is classic not good enough belief, right? Not not being able to be here now, right? Because being here now is so uncomfortable because it's not enough right um it's not good it's it's, it's you know I, I need to be somewhere else because that's where that's where i'll be good enough right that's where i'll be enough and 
And I and I I read something the other day, and I thought, God, that's so powerful. It's like we so, we we start the day from this never enough, right? Oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I, you know, it's never enough. So we're always projecting ourselves into the future, right? We we when we, it's never enough to be here now. And man, when I when I when that really landed for me that that's what's driving, you know, and it, it, it's it's sort of it's it's a big majority of of the people out there, yeah, because not good enough projects us into the future, but not worthy keeps us in the past, right? Because the experiences that happened to us in the past mean that we mean that we're not worthy, so we keep dragging that stuff through. Um, but all of that takes us out of presence. Right, and then and then we're not here, and how simple it is to actually be here, right? When we grab that helium balloon yeah. and we pull it back, and we're here in the moment, and it's so simple. It right? is, and that is such a powerful phrase. What you said, "Be here now." We, when I was uh, in two thousand to two thousand and three, Matt and I worked at Outward Bound as instructors. And that was one of the phrases we used to say to the, the the kids, the students. We would say, "Be here now," and they had to all hand in their cell phones, which they totally hate, for three weeks. Wow. And we would be like, "Be like, be where you are, like, be here now." But for our listeners, that is a great little mantra for yourself. You know, if you find that the balloon is drifting away, you bring it back and you go, "Okay, be here now," and you just remind yourself. It's again, it's what Jacqueline said: noticing, and then being present. Jacqueline, I want to take us to the, some of the questions I ask all my guests. This is the up your brave question. In the past year, what is one thing that you have done, achieved, or experienced where you truly upped your brave? <laughs> when 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 I was sitting with that, it was like, oh God, that, that's easy. I went to LA. So I went to LA last year and it was it was a big trip. And it was a big trip because I was going to LA to be with a to be at a gathering of people who are the clients of my coach. And I was surrounded by creators. I was surrounded by magicians who are creating absolute magic in their lives. And these are some big players, right? And there's me from New Zealand who, you know, has dived into um, the incredible work that I that I that I'm weaving into what I do, and having conversations with with people who have been living this for longer than I have, right? Which was which was which was beautiful. So I was watching all my thoughts and feelings and things to, that were you know trying to sabotage me, and I was watching them all come up. And it was a really beautiful process to be in that situation. And so the trip to LA for sure, but I, I, I met these two women who are in property and who are in, you know, property development, real estate, and they're doing amazing things around communities and around bringing people together because of the isolation and the disconnection that's been happening, happening over the last few years, right? Which has become very, very clear. And I have had an I have an idea of something that I want to create. And I went over and I said, "Right, you, I, I want to talk to you, ladies." And this is my idea, and here it is. And I just kind of laid it out in front of them. They were like, "Wow, that sounds really interesting. We want to be involved." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> so there was some serious, you know, up 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 my braving in there. And it, even just leading up to the trip, I was tracking myself because. There were moments like I didn't book the flights for ages, right? I was watching myself kind of avoiding it. And, and then I didn't get involved in while all the accommodation was being booked. And, you know, and I was just like, wow, this is interesting. Ah, all my stuff's coming up. And, and you know, and I got myself there. Mm -hmm. I got myself there. I had those conversations. It was an incredible week of absolute next level magic and transformation. And um, and I'm so glad I got myself there. And I'm going to go to Africa and do a very similar thing in August this year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's all go. But yeah. you know what's so fascinating there is remember when we started this interview and you talked about how when you were disconnected and you didn't have those deep connections and look at the people you're with now and look at the depth of the conversation and connection you've got and community. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very different, and and I mean, this is the deepening the connection with myself has has transformed all of my relationships, all of them, right? Because this is this is where it starts. This is the starting point. We, you know, we can't bypass this, and when we don't, it it organically 
sorts out all these other relationships. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've probably said this to you before, Nat, but I'm all about less work, right? Let's just yeah. make, make it simpler. And that's the simplest way. Bring it here and it's going to naturally and organically flow out. Yeah, it works <laughs> in that way. Yeah. So you're heading to Africa. Um, my next question is bucket list. What is one thing on your bucket list that possibly the Reality Check Radio Up Your Brave community can help you with? Well, when when I was talking about this this project that I'm doing in um, that I was talking about in LA, that would be the thing that is kind of like the oh my god that's really scary sort of thing that's on my list, right? And it's a land project. It's 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 in the conceptual stages, but what it's going to do is it's going to be a a prototype, right? A a a, a, a first. Um, creation of a model for families wanting to live in community, right? Sovereign ownership, I'm talking about, but faster ways to build on land because I use I, 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 I'm also a corporate architect, right? That, that That's what I also am. I have to catch myself because my coach caught me. He said, no, you, you're not, you didn't used to be an architect. You still are an architect. And I want to bring that back in mm. so that I can start to um, create a Wolfpack land project, right? Which is, this is, this is what I, I want to live with creators. I don't want to live. I mean, I know my neighbors in my new house because I made a point of doing that, but I don't want, I don't want to live in a community anymore where I don't know my neighbors. And I want to be surrounded by people that are like-minded. I want to be surrounded by creators. I want to be surrounded by their, their them and their families and that's what I'm doing. So I guess if I was going to say, you know, what's some something that and you know your audience could help with that? I'm looking for connections, right? I'm looking for connections around the land project. I'm looking for connections around investors. I'm looking for connections um, to do with faster ways to build, yeah, because the ways that we've been building are archaic. So all of that sort of thing. I'm looking for people that are interested in creating a new way to live on on land and communities and um, and different ways of, of building on that land. Okay, well, there you go. You heard it, everybody. So if you uh, if you want to help Jacqueline with that and help her to up her brave and do that on her bucket list, you can get in touch with us at inbox at realitycheck.radio, or you can send us a text. Otherwise, you can contact Jacqueline directly. So Jacqueline, can you let us know where can people follow you and find you online and what else is coming up for you? Yeah, they can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, and Jacqueline Richards Wolfpack is the is the handle. Let's spell Jacqueline. Yes, it's a good idea because it's not spelt in a way that most people know. So Jacqueline is J A C Q L I N, and Richards is the way it's normally spelt, <laughs> and then Wolfpack. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook with Jacqueline Richards Wolfback, um, Instagram and TikTok, and email is create at JacquelineRichardsWolfpack.com. Amazing. And what else is coming up for you in the next, you know, month or so? So I'm about to launch a new ebook on empowered emotion, which I talked about. I'm also about to launch an ebook on empowering our relationship with time. <laughs> Which is which is linked, right? Because when we're always out outside of ourselves, right, and overwhelmed in thoughts and feelings and everything that we've been talking about, we never have enough time, right? There's never enough time to do it to do it to do everything. And there is incredible consciousness to empower ourselves in our relationship with time. So that's a that's a big thing. Um, I have a program out that I launched, which is all about connection with self, which I've got a group moving through. It's a pre-recorded program, so anybody can 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 jump on that program, and it's powerful stuff. Oh my god, it's just you know when I was noticing how how unpresent I was and and still not connected to myself with the depth that I wanted to, that's when I put everything down that I'd been doing over the last two years and said, okay, what's coming. <laughs> What is it? What's this piece? And, and this program is what I got. And where it's leading to is my connection with others program, which is going to be coming in about in, in a couple of months. And the connection with self is the platform for that. 
If you sign up for connection with others, you're going to get access to connection with self anyway, because it's, 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 it's the level one. This is the level two. Awesome. Um, We're going to be so, so super, super connected. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. I've also got a book that's going to be published pretty soon as well. And, and it's all about connection. So there's a theme running here in my world and I think you get what it is. That is awesome. And I think that that's really clear for people around self-connection, connection with self. So I'm hoping that from this interview and of course the other interviews that we've had today, people can feel more empowered about their relationships. So thank you for your amazing insights and your wisdom. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add? Yes. Okay. The The word joy just, just, you know, kept, kept, uh, it was like highlighted in, in my awareness as you asked me that question. And it's one of the pieces around empowered emotion because I didn't understand why I wasn't feeling joy, right? Like I was trying to feel joy and I was telling everybody else that I was feeling joy and pretending that I was feeling joy and I really wasn't feeling joy and I didn't know why. And the reason why I wasn't feeling joy is because I wasn't allowing myself to feel those other lower vibration emotions. So we, we, we've got to be able to feel it all, right? We've got to feel the entire spectrum of emotion. And the most important thing about allowing ourselves to feel joy, apart from the fact that it's amazing, right? Joy is, is the, is a incredibly blissful experience that is nothing like I'd ever experienced before. True joy. Joy is what we need to be able to create, right? It's, it's, it's the, it's the emotional correspondent of what we love. And when, when I talk to people about creating the relationships that they would love to be creating, not just surviving the ones they've got or getting through, you know, the ones they've got, creating the ones they would love, they need to be able to experience joy. So that's what I got. When you asked that question, it was like opening yourself to joy. And I wrote a little post on it, just a little, you know, quote post. And it was, you know, allowing yourselves to express anger and rage and sadness you know it's the gateway to to experiencing joy right who would have thought i wouldn't have thought that but that that is that is that is, that is um what i've discovered over my journey of empowering myself in how i navigate emotion and it's an absolute honor and a delight to empower others in that space as well Oh, that's so good. That's so amazing. And I hope that people are feeling inspired to allow themselves to have these emotions, not just and and not name them good or bad. Um, mm. But you got to feel the emotions and express them like the polar bear shake. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for joining us today. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. It's an absolute pleasure always, Nat. All right. Thanks so much, Jacqueline. And thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on RCR. Reality Check Radio.